Welcome to What the Fuck Did I Just Read? The Tech Sales and Marketing Edition. This is going to be a blast. This isn't just a podcast to have a conversation. This is a podcast to affect change. It's kind of our outlet for therapy to just let it rip. Alrighty then, we are back, but this time live. Welcome to What the Fuck Did I Just Read? Tech Sales and Marketing Edition. I'm your co-host, Danny Wolf. And I am your willing co-host, Chris Roberts. All right, this is uh, is super exciting. We're officially kicking off the first ever live show for this podcast, and I'm thrilled because it's live and we're going to have a very dynamic conversation between us, but more importantly, we're going to bring people on the show who are interested in asking your question, their questions to you or me or to get feedback. That's the whole point of the show, really. So for those who are on today with us, I think we have about 27 who are on the show right now. Thank you for joining us and welcome. This is going to be a great therapy session for all of us. So thanks again. If you have questions, prep them. We'll open the floor at the end of the session. And we're going to try to experiment a little bit here with this platform. Either uh, either we'll try and get your questions through the comments, but, but I think what we'll try and do is get you into the show. So I will invite you to actually come on and talk to us. So if you're interested in joining us, to ask a question or get feedback from your Chris, just shoot me a personal message on LinkedIn or just raise your hand here on LinkedIn in the comments that are right over on my other screen. I can see you all and I'll send you the invite link and you can just come on in and, and ask us and have a conversation with us. I think that would be a good, a good way to utilize the time. What do you think, Chris? I like it. I like the idea. We'll give it a go. I'm going to keep my LinkedIn closed. Uh, for those of you that probably recognize I'm not in my normal dungeon setting, uh, I am in a hotel uh, out in the middle of Saudi Arabia in uh, Riyadh. So uh, it is whatever the heck time it is at the moment, nine, nine o'clock? No, it can't be. Where am I? I think you're two hours ahead or seven, one hour. Well, what? Well, welcome to my neck of the woods. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, I think a little bit further south. What are we, south and east from where you are, general neck mm-hmm. of the woods? I want to say it's a crow flies because not entirely certain that I want to be a crow flying across some of the territories, but it is what it is. Yeah. Well, first up, we're black hat in, in in the Middle East, right? That's what you were telling me before? Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, Middle East and Africa. It's, uh, there's been a couple of LinkedIn posts about it. It's mm-hmm. um, It's... It's been a good, I mean, I got here, I got here a day later than I expected to get here, courtesy of some travel challenges, mostly of my own self-doing. Let's face it, it's me, travel plague follows me around fairly successfully wherever the heck I go. Um, but uh, yeah, I got here earlier, uh, got settled in, and then went down. I've been walking up and down the conference. They're still building the place. I mean, it's kind of crazy. I mean, the outside shell of the building's all built. But like, it's been a long time since I've walked on a trade show floor when they're actually like building, building it. You know, you normally get in the morning before or the night before. This is like the day before and it's all shit still to be done. But it's freaking amazing to watch and see how it's getting put together. So yeah, huge amount of kudos to all the folks, all the folks putting it on here. I'm uh, I'm on stage tomorrow morning and Wednesday afternoon and again Wednesday afternoon and again on Thursday. So... I have numerous changes of clothing with me, so it doesn't appear as if I'm doing the same darn thing for four days. And I've got more bloody slide talks and different things. I've got Flash Gordon with me. Oh, I nice. have an entire slide deck all around Ming the Merciless and Flash Gordon. I'm so <laughs> looking forward to that. Well, I wish you luck. You have quite a jam-packed uh, schedule. Good luck and enjoy the yeah. jet lag. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I got this. Is why I took the. Uh, so what you don't know behind the scenes, Danny Danny shot me a text probably like 20, 25 minutes before. She's like, hey, we should get on sooner. I'm still like, I'm, I'm cutting zets. I, I, I'm still snoring and, and I, I'd gone through like four or five or six or seven alarms. And I'm like, must wake up, must wake up. So uh, I, I did my normal clamber on five minutes beforehand. So uh, we're, we're all here. Oh, cool. We've got Cayman Islands. Nice. Yeah, nice. 7 p.m. 
That's... Cayman Islands, Costa Rica. What was it? Costa Rica, Colombia. A number eleven in um, Colombia. This podcast. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. I forgot about that. That's totally cool. Yeah, I guess the whiskey kit was a no-go. Yeah, that, that's an understatement. A very, very nice. I was asked very politely uh, when they extended the invite to me to, to please not bring the whiskey case. And then well, I think I'd, I made a joke, and it wasn't a bad one. And then it was a very kind of, they're like, no, actually, we really mean it this time. They're like, you can pretty much get away with almost anything, especially given it's me. They're like, but one of the things, you know, even we would have a hard problem getting you uh, getting you out of would be the whiskey case. So, um, <clears throat> all right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, shall we kick it off? Yeah, let's go. Let's 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 have a bit of a cathartic moment, and and it's actually fairly fortuitous because I'm at a cybersecurity conference, um, and, and this one's a little bit different, but unfortunately so many of the conferences that that folks go to um they then unfortunately have to spend so 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 long afterwards pruning their their inboxes because of the amount of folks that will just instantly assume not only are you a sales prospect but even if you're not a sales prospect you're going to get the letters you know, be it the, hey, welcome to our weekly, bi-weekly, monthly newsletter, all the way through to, hey, look at us, we're releasing this, or, hey, and, and, and what I want to, it, it's kind of a general growling um, about not necessarily just the trade show side of things, but the immediate assumption that somebody wants whatever it is you're trying to give them from a sales marketing newsletter database thing yeah as, as normally danny and i spend a little bit of time beforehand but i was looking through i was looking through just my junk mail in just from this last week <clears throat> and in theory we're ramping down on a lot of the conferences you know there's a bunch of big ones starting up beginning of year. you've got the rsas and all the other stuff starting up but it's just crazy how much inbound email is just simple. Hey, I added you to the database. Or hey, you're in this newsletter. Or hey, like no, 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 just quit this. Quit this. You know, I. Not only is it ill-targeted in some cases. You know, I mean, we all get the one like, hey, you know, if you'd like to save twenty-five percent off of your solar roof, so I'm like, what the heck. You know, or the dozens that come in from, hey, we can help your, we can help your sales. I'm like, y'all do realize I work for a large company and our product is yeah, around about 200 million a piece. You and your SEO statistics are probably not going to be helping my 200 million dollar airliner. Um, and I think that's where there's just this assumption that oh, you can just opt out. Oh, it's it's fine. Just hit the opt out button, and that is just it's just the wrong way of looking at it. I think that's where I think an entirely different mindset has to happen. I'm very you know we're all well aware that if we attend a conference, we're on a list. But my preference and how we used to do stuff at a couple of companies I've had, my preference is maybe I get one email saying, "Hey." Noted you were at the conference. Don't ever turn around and say, hey, saw you at the booth because you're lying. Because <laughs> I probably walked the floor once, avoided talking to 90% of you. So I know that 90% of you are going, hey, we saw you at the booth and had a wonderful No, you didn't have a wonderful conversation. And so we decided to just send you all this stuff. What I prefer to do is go, hey, we noted you were on the list for the conference. That way, you've now gotten out of the fact that I went to the conference, but I never actually ran the floor. So, hey, we noted you were there. And we understand if you had a good time, we'd love to actually hear from you if you had a good time, if you thought it was worthwhile. Ask somebody for some feedback. You don't have to be asked about it. We go, hey, what did you think? Was it worth? Because that can also give you an informed decision as well to go, hey, maybe we should or shouldn't be advertising or have a booth there. Mm -hmm. You know, there's something to be said. I mean, I, having run small companies, those when you're out in the bleachers that like eight by eight or 10 by 10 foot that's a 25 to 50 plus thousand dollar investment you know and then that's without mm -hmm. spending all the money for the carpet with the padding or the extra seats or the electricity 
goodness. I mean, the internet charges are just mind-blowing. And so if I'm putting that money in and I send one email out maybe to everybody that I got the list from and I get 10 responses going, it was crap and we never wandered around the place, then that now gives me a little bit more of an informed decision. But what I don't want to do is take those several hundred or several thousand people and just blindly add them to a list. Again, right. the preference then comes into this, how can I use this respectfully? Hey, we would love to tell you some more stuff. But I also respect your privacy. I also respect the fact that email fills up an inbox. I also respect the fact it fills up a server. It's a digital, you know, you, you're a digital eco-terrorist at this point in time by sending out spam. So I just want to send you a message. If you'd love to hear from us or you'd love to do something, let us know. We'll opt you in. Otherwise, mm -hmm. go in peace. So that more laid-back approach, in your opinion, is going to get your foot in the door versus kind of let's try and push it to get you to i mean tell me like let's let's break it down why yeah. why that approach versus a more kind of aggressive ap approach for you if we've already met also let's just say i think yeah if we've already met i mean that's a double one especially somebody like myself you know that forced approach and, and it doesn't matter who it's from you know it doesn't matter if it's a forced approach from you know hey Prior to Beat, many of our customers were frustrated at having to manually deal with multiple frameworks. There was a ton of overlap. I'm like, yeah. wait, wait, wait. Okay, so you're re you're reading from the email. Let's 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 tear the email down one by one because this is yeah. where it gets juicy, yeah. and then we'll build it back up. Yeah, and and so this is a perfect one. This is this is this actually came out of a conference because I know the conference this one came to, and mm. it was adhering to more than just CMMC. Now, for those of you that are unaware, CMMC. European US-based framework based off loosely off the NIST 800-171-53 and all the others, that family basically, and primarily focused at organizations that deal with government, .mil, world, and everything else. It's another one of those, hey, we'd love to work with you, but if your security is about as good as a wet weekend, we probably need to have a conversation. So everybody leapt on, ironically, CMMC as a, hey, and this one's a perfect example, hey, prior to this company, Many customers were frustrated at having to manually deal with multiple frameworks. There's actually some truth in that. There's absolutely some truth in that one. There was a ton of overlap, but we're not able to identify gaps in their programs. Now, what they didn't say is there were already like 15 other bloody companies that were trying to solve this problem at the same time, some of them very, very, very successfully. Then they were like, hey, our platform supports 25 frameworks such as as well as others and having the ability to cross match and here are the benefits of walking work, working with us and and then then we get into the it's it's not even ask it's it's kind of a let's take 15 to 30 minutes to demonstrate in real time how we can differentially fit your needs there's so many assumptions in there you know there's an assumption that actually cmmc is on my radar there's an assumption there that i've got the time to take you know and they're talking about it here's a link to a live demo Never ever send a CISO a blasted link or a PDF or any other stuff. We are paranoid people. Um, we don't click things. And I think that's, again, this is one of those where there's no respect shown. There's no, there's just a, I want something from you. I want something from you. I need something from you. I have to maximize this lead without showing that there's a human at the other end of this lead. And, yeah, and there's another one. Here we go. Transform your sustainable business goals into reality. You know, data center discovery consult con consultation. Learn how to maximize the potential. I get it, but you're sending it to the CISO. So you've kind of slightly missed your mark because if we're talking about, you know, data center, data center consultation and how to maximize my data center, typically that's not the CISO's role, that's the CIO folk people or the CTO. So you've missed the mark on that when you've gone, oh, I'm just gonna throw them all in the same basket and everybody can get the same blasted email. I don't want it. Yeah. You know, I, I just don't want it. You know, it's, this was, a, I mean, there's another one as well. So this is a perfect example. This is another one that came in again from, from a, I know the conference this one came in from because I put a deliberate spelling mistake. So for those of you, this is where you can have a little bit of fun. So when I, when I turned up at the hotel here, good and bad, because um, I've got to remember who I registered as. I turned up at the hotel 
And it's like, hey, here's your Wi-Fi, and, and it's you know, your last name. And I'm like, oh, what's my last name? Did I use my real one? Did I use one of my pseudonyms? And did I do anything different? And I did something different. It took me like six guesses to remember what the smeg it was. Actually, I turned the television on. The damn television told me it was. The TV in the hotel room has now been unplugged because I always do that. Um, mm -hmm. But this is another one. Hi, Chris. I came across your profile, and I was checking out the company. Boom. And uh, I'm intrigued to know more about your custom software development and IT engineering needs. We specialize in data engineering and staff augmentation for software developers, recognized as the second best data science company. Okay, that's kind of cool. You know, why wouldn't I use the first, maybe? <laughs> Our team of 250 engineers, a whole bunch of clients all across. We're happy to propose a proof of concept to showcase our capabilities. Can we schedule 50 minutes next week to explore? No, no, mm. no. Mm. Software development. Let's again start with this one. So many organizations, software, yes, we work with them, but software is an entirely different team. It's an entirely different area. It's an entirely different focus. And same with all this other stuff. You've You've got my name, you see IT, and you just blast it. This is like being asked by your blasted. This is like going to the family gatherings at holidays. And, you know, the great aunt goes, oh, you work in computers. Can you fix my printer? Yes, actually, I probably can fix your printer because I grew up with a screwdriver in one hand and a floppy disk in the other hand. But the fact, and so mislabeled, and, and the email inbox is full of this. Mm-hmm. Like full, full of it. Oh, another one. Warmest greetings from CMMC Global. You know, I I can imagine you have a million things on your plate. You think, and you just made a million and one. Um, I don't want to be a pest, but you are being one. And if you have to apologize for your actions in an email, you <clears throat> there you, you go. If you're opening two sentences. Are uh, I'm sorry for disturbing you, and I know you've got a million things. Something is wrong. You're doing Wait. it wrong, and you're actually. You you know how it is with people. Like, uh, what it, what what is it when you're going to tell somebody some bad news, and you prefix it with that, like, "Hey, uh, I know you're not going to want to hear this, but." Well, so I think that's that's the frustration. Um, and there's so much of it. Does it make sense to do this? Update on this. A friend, <laughs> yeah, a friend told me, I'm like, I'm going to hunt down my friend. And if it was a friend <laughs> who gave me your information or gave my information to you, I'm going to bury them at the back of this sandbox that I'm in. Oh, my But goodness. I already know it isn't because I remember that. I, we'll get those. And I'm like, who was it? Yeah. 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 There's I want to know If you're the Yeah. There's the lying and and the the stepping stone and using using your network as as leverage there that we talked about so many times. Um, well, we got what four or five emails read out. I mean, that's a quadruple whammy there. We generally do one, but we have a lot of great questions here already, and we we kind of built built up, you know, built it up. Let, let's kind of recap. The yeah. build up here for for one of the more important, you know, well, they're all so important, but the one of the critical ones that we we talked about here just now. What's the alternative approach to to that? We we talked about it earlier, but let's let's recap that. Uh, so there's there's the it's it's more of an empathetic type of approach. I wouldn't say sympathetic, because sympathetic is I'm sorry for bothering you. You know, empathetic is like hey, that's <laughs> on on your plate, but without saying it. And the empathetic one to me is is much more of an approach, which is your name just landed on my desk. I mean, let's be honest about this. I mean, if if somebody actually sent me an email saying, "Hey, your name landed on my desk. It looks like you were on the list from this conference. Not sure if you attended or not, but if you did, was it any good? Because we would actually like to know. But also, hey, this is what we're up to. If you're interested." Shoot us a note back. We'd love to let you keep you in the keep you in the loop if you want to do that, and we'd love to have a conversation of it if it's you know if if the timing is right, something along those lines. I mean, you can customize it more effectively, especially I think because again, at the end of the day, we still got to sell stuff. If I put myself, mm -hmm. I put my sales hat on. I still got to sell things. You know, mm -hmm. I have photos to reach. I got people to feed. All this kind of good stuff. 
but I think there's a way of doing it. If you've got, you come away from a conference, I mean, you know, perfect example, Black Hat, uh, Middle East Africa, they're expecting 30,000 people. You know, that's a lot of people. Now, I don't know, I will not presume anything. I don't know if there are lists given out, who gives it. Actually, no, you know what it probably is. It's the badge. It'll be the clicks on the badge. You know, you, I always remember this. How many of you have walked around the security conference, A, with your badge in your pocket, or B, protecting it, or C, with a QR code that's not the QR code that was originally printed on the damn thing? That's that's a fun one. If you want to have a little bit of fun, print your own QR codes, put them on the actual little QR code that people go to scan. It's it's much fun can be had. Um, <laughs> so much fun. But that's what it comes down to. So, you know, you walk into a booth, you get a free T-shirt, and now you're actually added to an options list. Not good. Number one, don't get, don't take the damn free T-shirt. Let's start with the easy one because you, know, you all know that that's, in most cases, that stuff that you take, I would argue that within a week or two weeks at most, most of that shit ends up in a rubbish bin. Right. Stop propagating that. Let's start with the real, real easy one. Stop propagating that. Mm. Uh, and But it is a, hey, I'll give you this bottle of water if you give me your information. Well, my information's worth more than this bottle of water. Let's start with the easy one. And secondly, I need that respect on my information. I don't need you to add me to the fortnightly mailing list and tell your partners about me and your friends and relationships. And when you have your sixth conference of the month or the 10th person that turns up, you're sending me all this stuff. That information and the ability to not have to unsubscribe to all that is worth more than this. So there's that respect. There you go. Hey, we put out a monthly newsletter. We would also like to let you know when we're actually going to be in your neck of the woods or when, when, when we're doing another conference or when we're doing something. Can we do that? We will assume no unless we hear otherwise. There you go. Oh, you know, um, I've got the wrong plastic glasses on. Do I have my other glasses with me? Please hold for a second. Yeah. Well, we got. We have actually three people who are going to come on now if we want to get to those questions. Oh, no. Go for it. Yeah. Let's. Uh, That's what I was looking for. I got my glasses. There's that really, really good one. And actually, I wouldn't mind dissecting that one because there's the plea. And I think that's that's. You know, and I, I'm not going to blame Salesforce. Salesforce is a tool that people use it's uh it's a tool all right let's bring on martin who has some questions for you i'm going to bring him into the into the show so cool let's do that what's up martin hey hey <laughs> testing one two one two can you hear me we can yeah, hear you totally okay so first of all honored to be the first and the first of the first danny i love yeah. your content for a while chris i love your rants and I also heard that you're a CISO in your spare time. Um, so I, this is a two-part question. Number one, um, I am the so-called enemy. I am the sales uh, person for an Israeli company that works in a DSPM, data security um, posture management. Mm. Uh, Centra, maybe you've heard of it, maybe not. Uh, kind of new uh, field. But two things. I've been working in cybersecurity for the past three years. I've met with more than 200 CISOs at this point. I'm not that type of person that says, hey, nice to e-meet you. We both attended the same barbecue or we grew up in college together or my mother may, may have, may have, might have dated your father. I don't yes. start with the weak sauce. I yep. do the research. I don't automate my emails. I write specifically for specific people. Now that we talk about what I don't do, is there a good way? And this is the two parts. Part number one, if I know that someone and I've done my research, I know exactly what their tech stack is, what other solutions they use, and what the problem is with those solutions. Is there an educated, nice way to send out a good email? Hey, I know you news X. We would love to complement that, or we could replace that, or we could consolidate that. That's number one. And the second question is, is there a non-douchey way following an incident, not to be a I told you so, Ooh, but kind yeah, of say, I know, I know, I know. Nice it's no, no, you're right. The nice way to the ambulance, Jason. But I know exactly what the problem was. I'm not some smart ass that's like, I could have stopped solo winds attack with jelly beans. No, but we have something moving on that could really be beneficial. So those are my two questions regarding if I know what your tech stack is, could I write a consolidated message? And number two, is there a way not to chase the ambulance in a disgusting way? 
Yeah, let's do, let's do that first one. I mean, they're, they're, and actually, uh, you're actually not the enemy. It's because it's, I've had to do that before. I mean, I've worked on a bunch of companies where my job was to be that outreach, and also I've run companies where you know I we're relying on myself working with that team to actually get out there. Let's do that first one. The consolidation one's always an interesting one because you're driving that fine line between, hey, I saw you bought that and it's crap, <laughs> um, and and. And, and and the insult, which is, hey, I saw you bore that, uh, and I can do better. So there's that fine line, which is, you hit it, and it was the word uh, compliment. And it's a really nice, there's, there's a number of different words around there, which is like a, a perfect example. So, you know, Boom's just, Boom has just, we've just bought an endpoint. Now, some companies, some folks are like just saying, oh, that's a terrible one to buy. And others are like, hey, not a bad choice. Um, but what's interesting on it is we've bought it. We're committed to it for the next, you know, whatever couple of years, I think. So for somebody to come in right at the beginning and going, hey, I saw you bought this, and, yeah, it's pretty terrible. we got some better stuff for you. That's going to annoy the hell out of me. But if somebody was to come in and go, hey, look, we saw you bought this. It's actually, you know, good choice for these areas. We've got some stuff that could complement it. We have other things that would actually work well with it, that would benefit it, that would we could feed data and we could do these other things. If you bring it as a positive, if you bring it as a we can give it additional edges or different eyes, or you come at it the other way of coming at it is going, hey, we saw you've got this when you want or when you are in a position to have a conversation or when you've got time or if you would like to have a conversation about alternatives that could help or could benefit or could look at the next generation. If you turn around and say, hey, this is where you're at. If and when you've got time, we would love to have that conversation or we'd love to be part of that conversation or do you mind if we catch up with you in x number of months or x number of weeks time if you're having those that's a good way or even the other way of doing it and this is you know something danny and i are working on behind the scenes hey um we saw you've got this we believe we've got something that might help complement it how do you go about evaluating additional insights is it directly with you? Do you have a preferred partner? Would you mind if we had a conversation with them? Because there's something, you know, without kind of putting the cat out of the bag on this one, there's a way we're doing it. I can't deal with the thousands of vendors. There's just no legitimate way of doing it. But I do want to know what's out there. I mean, you said it yourself, you're part of an Israeli, you're part of that startup community, which is absolutely freaking amazing. I mean, you do want to talk about the amount of innovative stuff that has come out of that region. It's ridiculous. And I don't have the time to look at it all. So what we're starting to do is work with a couple of partners who've got their eyes in it for us. And I think that's where that starts to come into play, which is, I would love to look at it, but I don't have time. But hey, here's the partner we're using. Do me a favor, go have a conversation with them. If they deem it a value or if they deem it right for the environment, because we've trusted them to do some decision making, that's a really, really good way of doing it. Thank you. Yeah, no two ways about it. So I think that that hopefully gives a couple of angles and even probably even affirms one or two of the angles you're already using. Now let's talk about the ambulance chasing. That's a fun, that, oh, and, and let's face it, that's really what it is. Yeah. But it's also necessary because in so many cases, in so many cases, as terrible as it sounds, the CISO wasn't doing their job. And either they weren't doing it, and, and I'm going to argue for that, because they weren't doing it because maybe they were not effective. Not every single CISO is a shining example of how things are meant to work. Let's be very, very frank about this one. So either they weren't effective or... They weren't able to be effective, so they couldn't communicate effectively enough. They didn't find the way to have the conversation with the board. They didn't have the resources. They just stepped in. They were just about to step out. All these other factors come into it. But what you're dealing with is somebody in a very, very high-pressure situation who is probably working more hours than, than are available, doesn't have everything they need, is under the gun, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So what we used to do was go, hey, saw you're in the newspaper, saw this shit happen, yell if you need anything, up to and including snacks, beer, fridges, wine, or a bottle of whiskey to be sent. And we started it that way. It was a very, very, it was empathetic. It was, depends. It was empathetic from my standpoint because I've been there and done that. Yeah. If you're approaching it from a sales 
because you've never been in that. You can't go with empathy. You can go with sympathy. But you also don't want to go with a box of tissues because that's not right either. You want to go with a very, very blunt realization that that person and that team is seriously under the gun and they will be for an extended period of time. And so it's like, hey, what can I do to relieve you? What can I do to help you to relieve the stress? Is it simply just shooting a pizza over to you? Is it simply just, hey, a bottle of whiskey is going to appear on your damn doorstep, yell if you need anything? I've done that a bunch of times fairly successfully. Um, okay. But, you, but you've got to be very careful and, and literally leave it there. Because I've also seen the one where the meeting request, hey, I'd love to have a meeting with you, and, and you know, we'll send you and your team lunch, and we'll see you. In a no, don't do that. Because and it literally it, it it's and you and in eight times nine times you probably won't hear back because they are dealing with a bunch of stuff. But they might also come back to you and go, "Hey, look, things are settled down now. Much appreciated on the offer of a cup of of the bottle of whiskey. Got time for a cup of coffee though." So you might end up, and we've had a few of those where those have come in, and it's it's a much more. You know, if, if you are one of those companies who deals with breach situations, it's a very empathetic view on the situation. If you don't, if you've never been in there, don't ever try the empathetic. Go with the sympathetic viewpoint. Um, but just go okay. in there with a blunders and go, hey, you're probably up to your ear rolls in regulators, compliance posts, instant response handlers, and 10 other things, and, and you've got a board of directors chewing your ass. Um, I'm going to send you some fire, fireproof underwear, or I'm going to send you a bottle of whiskey. I got you covered in coffee for the next couple of weeks. What do you need? Yeah. Okay. Danny, yeah. Chris, thank you so much. I appreciate you. This is a great totally. thing. Keep up the good work. All thank right. You. Shout, much, much shout out. Yeah. Shout out to Josh, too, who's on. And Centra, thank you so much. Martin, you're awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Much appreciated. All right. We've got uh, another guest who's actually a special friend. We have James Farrow coming on to ask you for some feedback, Chris, here. Let's welcome James. Ooh, here we go. Hi. All right. Thank you. What's Danny, up, James? great to see you again, as always. Yeah. I, so I am an account executive on the vendor side. Yep. One of the things I run into is the internal conflict for myself of, how my organization that I work for is going to market versus what I've learned from, you know, watching Danny and, and listening to folks like you say, hey, this is actually how we want to be approached and how the best way to communicate with us. And I, I guess from your perspective, uh, I'm curious why you think that the vendors are so slow to move and do you think they're just not listening on the executive level and what someone in my position might be able to do to make it better? So I think it's a couple of things. Um, I think what we have going on here <coughs> is a lot of people who are willing to listen. Some of them are in decision making are in decision making positions, which is great because you'll see some affecting change. No two ways about it. But I think a lot of it is also unfortunately it, it, it's it, it's in the tech area. We see the same thing in the tech. A perfect example: if you go back in our industry, like probably 10, 15, 10 years or so you would get a lot of the leadership buying stuff that the team was like, why the heck did you do that? Because there was a disconnect between the tech people and the folks making the decision. And I think we're seeing the same thing in the sales and marketing. The, those of us that are getting every single one of those bloody messages literally want to pick up the phone to all the leadership of those companies go quit this shit. Mm -hmm. But a, that takes time. It takes effort. It also takes, a groundswell. And I think what we're starting to see is you're getting a lot of people coming into this and listening to this and seeing this, but it hasn't yet percolated up to that leadership level that still believes in quantity over quality. And I, th I feel like, you know, Danny and I have had this conversation off and I mean, there are companies that are approaching her and going, hey, help us change. But if you've got thousands of vendors and only a dozen or so of those companies that are asking for that change, that number's got to shift, and it's got to shift drastically in order to, to see change. Plus, like anything, people are frightened of change. People, you know, if, if I, for the last 10 years, I've run my sales organization on quantity over quality, and you're telling me I have to change, 
that's a shift in mindset. It's a shift in mentality. It's a shift in reporting. It's a shift in so many, so many different things that some people are just not willing to do it. Um, because it isn't, you know, when you think about it, it's not just sales and marketing. You're also going to have to talk to the, the vulture capitalists. You know, they're handing you money saying, go forth and take market segment. But it's go forth and take the market segment, but don't necessarily care about how you got it. There's, that's another one of those mm-hmm. weird ones, which is just, just go get the market segment and then we'll figure out how to keep it later. You know, because we need to show growth, we need to show all these other things, but don't. But that trail of destruction that you've left behind is now really starting to come back and bite. And it isn't just biting that one company, it's biting the entire industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that's a big part of it. I, I also would argue there's a lot of CISOs in the industry, and, and I keep seeing this. I remember Gary Hayslip and I, and, and I, we've had various conversations behind the scenes. There's a lot of CISOs that just ignore it. it it's white noise and they just don't care. It goes into that spam folder and, and they never just, they just don't want to do it. Like delete, 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 unsubscribe, or just screw you all. I'm not going to bother dealing with you. But there are a lot that still take advantage. I, you know, there's way too many CISOs out there that are always up for a free game of golf or a free state dinner or a free trip out somewhere. And I have an ethical problem with that. Mm-hmm. I have a big ethical problem with that. And, I think more and more people are seeing it, but not enough yet to actually affect change. I think it's just going to take more time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think we. Hey, this, there's, like anything else in human culture. I mean, let's face it, owning another human is mm. wrong. But how long did it take for the countries around the world to say, huh? Y'all are right. Maybe we shouldn't own another human. I mean, that that didn't happen overnight. I mean, uh, heck, that's still an argument in some blasted countries, for crying out loud, or some states in the U.S. Mm-hmm. So I, it's going to take time. I, I would say yeah. it's just going to take time. You said something I thought was really interesting. You called it a, a trail of destruction. Yeah. And the way that I've thought about it in my role, being someone that reaches out to folks like you, and, and I try to do it in a respectful way, but um, when I hear from an organization that, hey, you know, we're going to reach out to a thousand people with this automated email sequence, and if we get one person, then it's worth it, right? And, right. and I feel like they're not taking into account the 200 people that are never going to work with your organization again. They're not even going to respond back and say unsubscribe, but mentally they're writing off your company as you're not part of the community. You don't care about us. You're just here to get our money and our dollars. Like how true do you think that is? Oh, very, very, very true. I think it takes more than just as, as I think it takes more than just filling up the inbox that will never get you on the, I don't ever want to deal with you list. Mm. Um, it has, you know, that that's frustrating as all heck. I mean, I've got trails of emails where I'm monitoring it and, and we'll talk about this at some point in time in one of the future ones. You know, I'm, I'm watching, I've got from, from some of these folks over the last month, I've got six or seven emails, you know, they're using the standard Salesforce outreach. I'll send this one, then I'm going to send this one, then I'm going to send this one, then I'm going to send the, you don't love me one. Somebody, uh, somebody hit it up in here and it's perfect. Where was it? Um, uh, where was the darn thing? Uh, Avisha uh, said it, which is actually perfect. Yeah, the, the one, I don't want to hear from you. Let's reconnect. I'm swamped and I'll never love you again. You know, and then, you know, three weeks later they go, Hey, we're doing this. We'd, we'd still love to keep in touch. I'm watching those cause I want to actually have a conversation about that. So I think that's, that still doesn't get you on the, I don't ever want to deal with you list. There are things that will get you on that list. And I mean, we've had conversations on them before. Some of the lying, let's start with the easy one. You lie to me, we're done. You know, if you someone and say, hey, uh, Chris sent you, I'm going to go to Chris. Hey, did you send him over? No, I maybe mentioned your name, but that's, or, or whatever the heck it might be. If I call you out in a lie, we're done. Um, there are also companies I will never work with for a variety of reasons, somewhat in my history. You know, they've, I've been burnt before in them, or I tread a very interesting line between being the hacker and the CISO. And so for me, when I see continual blame levied at hackers, 
the chances of me working with you pretty limited especially you know especially if the hacker I don't, ah this one doesn't have a hoodie especially <laughs> if it's like the hood up and i see this in the marketing yeah. and advertising i'm not going to work with you. you you know you're still taking that age old adage of fear and so there's certain things that will trigger it you know it's um but there's also things that will give the bonus points you hit a perfect one which is community you know, if I go to a B-Sides conference or I go out to like Cyber Week or B-Sides or even not necessarily like the main stage of uh, uh, Black Hat Middle East and Africa, but there's companies that are sponsoring the startup community. There's a couple of companies that are sponsoring like the car hacking village, the Tesla hacking and a few of those. Those in the back of my mind get a tick box to go, hey, spend an extra listen to them. Mm -hmm. because they're giving back to the community they're trying to affect change and so i think that also helps is you can offset some of that trail of destruction by basically turning up at a turning up at a b-sides and hey we got lunch covered mm -hmm. you know stuff like that i think is actually really really helps Absolutely. there you go all right, we are wow loaded with questions, and I want to uh, make room for everybody. James, thank you for joining, and Absolutely. come next week. Uh, Thanks, you know, always welcome. Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, love the question as well. I think it's it's going to take more people. You know, to Danny's point, we got a bunch of folks joining. What I would love to see is we fast forward to episode whatever, and there's ten x, then there's a hundred x, then there's a thousand x, and all of a sudden you are the voice that's being listened to. You still get the same people on. You still give that same level-headed ish. This is me. Um, Semi-level-headed ish sets of conversations. And people, to some degree, don't have a choice but to listen. Or at least take that information on board and then go, okay, you're telling me or you're asking me or you're challenging me to try something different. Help me understand how to make it work. Because I think it also behooves, because the CISOs are also going to have to reset as well. If, if you do approach me differently, I'm mentally trying to give that extra 10, 15, 20 seconds of, hey, I should actually pay attention to this one. We've got to do a reset. So I think it also behooves us to go, hey, when somebody is trying and when somebody maybe does, at the very least, shoot a message back and say, hey, love the effort totally the wrong time give me a shot in six months but for crying out loud don't ever put me on the sales list kind of thing and at least try to honor those conversations yeah well, awesome insights all right thanks james and yeah, thank, you thank you much appreciated absolutely all right we have a few questions that i'm going to read out because we have some uh, uh internet connection and, and lag all the way from the cayman islands tracy has asked two questions i'm actually going to ask one of them that i think is the ultimate question of Ooh. the industry she mentioned that many of us are selling the same services and solutions yes. she thinks that the key is why they would choose you. So the, the big question is, what makes you consider one company over the other offering the same services? People. Mm. And I'll, I'll, I'll dig into this one. So perfect. And I'm, I tend to use, I mean, I'm very, again, I'm fortunate. I've got a, so many different people through the industry, but I'll use one of the more recent ones. And, and again, I, I'll always go back to it and I'll go back to Newspire. So what was interesting with Newspire, and I'll name the company because it's actually a positive experience. We, uh, from a boom standpoint, we were looking at managed security services. So we needed to supplement what we have with extra eyes, ears, and, and hands on keyboards. So you tend to look at a managed system. You want that hybrid approach. We still need to be able to see it. They need to be able to see it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You guys are the marketplace. There are more MSSPs than you can shake a stick out or throw rocks at. So what starts differentiating them? Do I, do I have time to put a matrix together to go, give me the 10 best? No, that's why you bring in a partner to start giving you this. But we didn't have that in place at the time. So I went to a couple of the ones I knew. And I went to ones that were local to my neck of the woods. So I, I try to start local. But one of my first visits, whenever I'll go out to the website, if I go out to your company website and I go to the About Us, and what I see on that board of directors and advisors and C-suite and everybody else is a bunch of, honestly, a bunch of folks that look exactly like me. The chances of me giving you the business, 
pretty much about zero because this industry needs to change. Let's just start with a simple one. This industry needs to change. It needs to diversify in more ways that we could get into in, in this show. But one of the biggest ways it needs to diversify, quite honestly, is mind and thought and humans. So if your board is, is made up of, of folks from my neck of the woods or, or folks that are looking pretty similar to me, and by the way, I had a really interesting, we'll call it a discussion. It was actually with an Israeli company. And they were like, well, we have Jordanians on we and we have these people. I'm like, yeah, but you're all male and you all look kind of about the same. Let's be very honest about this one. Didn't want to accept it. So um, take a subtle hint. There's more than just general shades of whatever, but whatever. That's number one. So for me, the big one is how have you invested in the humans? The second one, again, back to the new spy one, is that human. If you're all going to be about the same, I'm looking for that human. I'm looking for the person that when it goes wrong, when we have a hiccup, when not everything is perfect, when I challenge you, because per Newspo is a perfect example. I mean, I hit it to I hit it to the internal team, and somebody did some digging, and and they 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 got a black eye. Newspo got a black eye a couple of years ago. There was some stuff going on with some folks, and they got a black eye. So I sent that straight to the team, the, the, the new spy team, and said, hey, I need, I need some explanation on this. And they were totally upfront, totally transparent, brought on leadership, and they didn't dismiss it. They didn't turn around and try to minimize it. They didn't rubbish it. They didn't make excuses like, hey, yeah, this is what happened. This is what was going on. Two sides to a conversation, but this is our side on it, and this is what we've done. That's perfect. That's what I need. I need somebody to be upfront and honest. And I also need that, that team. And we, we're running through it now. We're, we're deploying stuff. We're doing all sorts of stuff. Not everything's going smoothly, but it's good. And when things don't go smoothly, uh, Marie gets everybody around a table. She's like, hey, let's get this moving. Let's keep this moving. Let's keep the dynamic. And that, to me, is what you look for. It's the person. It's that person that's going to affect change and make a difference. And then you look at the processes behind it. How effective are they? How good are they? Are you getting overloaded with BS and marketing material? Or are you getting all of that down into a very, very concise, very precise email that says, hey, we've got to do step A, B, C, and D, and then we can go off to the races? So much easier. So, I, you know, it's... It's an enabler. It's somebody that comes to you with a message that's crafted for you. Even if you made that initial outreach, it's you're still not getting the propaganda. Because the first thing, one of the first things they ask, and then Maria was a perfect example. Newspire was a perfect way of doing this. So like, hey, how do you want to work? So I got to describe the kind of person I am and the kind of relationship I want. And they've been ridiculously good at targeting it. So again, it comes down to those humans. What differentiates, honestly, are the humans. Mm. Nothing to a tech. To your point, all the damn, almost all the tech is very, very same. Yeah. It comes down to that human element because when shit goes wrong, which is, let's face it, is going to, who is walking next to me? I don't need, you know, Newspire blaming Palo and Palo blaming somebody and somebody blame, you know, Sentinel. I don't need this. What I need is for the, is Newspire to go, hey, yeah, we got you covered. We'll let you know what it is. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Mm hmm. You know, that's, uh, and that's really, to me, what it comes down to is how are they going to step up? Right. Amazing. We have time for one more question. I love this. This, this format is working for us, I think. This is really awesome. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I, I will come. Yeah. I love this. this By the way, but before we, uh, we get to this ne next question, this is going on weekly everyone so if you have questions and my linkedin is blowing up but if you have questions <laughs> and my calendar is blowing up too uh if we have questions come next week or you could just subscribe to what the fuck did i just read tech sales and marketing edition send us your email register you will send you the the recorded episode afterwards okay we have uh jasmine who uh is not going to be joining us but i'll read out her question for her she says, typically after shows, I'll follow up with attendees whom a colleague or I spoke with at the show where we've mutually shared contact info and actually discussed our solution or they showed true interest. 
But the issue I'm seeing is that I get crickets afterward. I'd love to hear from CISO's perspective why that would be. Because we got the interest, we got the okay to contact them directly, and I'll give them the out within the email so they can tell us no without any pressure. But since I don't get feedback, I'm unsure of other possible reasons. <sighs> All right, so I've got a couple of thoughts on this one. Uh, first and foremost, let's start with the easy one. That CISO has probably gotten 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 emails. And they're not all going to sound the same as yours, but I bet some of them are going to sound fairly similar. So that's going to be number one, is if you're not able to differentiate that email effectively, and it's it's, and I'm not saying it is a canned one by any way, shit, but if you're not able to differentiate things effectively, and that doesn't mean the, hey, we'll buy lunch for you next week or any of that stuff, there's got to be a way of doing it differently. I think that's part of it, number one. Part of it, number two, referencing back to the conversation, we had, you know, I, I'll go to trade shows. I'll actually normally write on the back of the business card if there's somebody I really want to talk with or I've got my notebook with me, which is actually the bag behind me. I'll actually make notes on that one. Um, or what I'm actually doing a lot of times is saying, hey, hit me up on LinkedIn and we'll have a conversation there. What I will argue is not a lot of people like saying no. You tend to get, and having done trade shows, you get the you get the ones that just walk straight past. They'll, they they won't they won't make eye contact. Like, oh, don't make eye contact. They're going to ask me questions. So walk straight. Yeah, <laughs> badge in pocket. Don't make eye contact. But you also get the ones who are after some swag or just want to talk or want to wander around or are making small talk. And, and there's a lot of people that don't like saying no. Um, I think it's too many, and I think it's also because. If I say no, the chances are something's still going to end up in the bloody inbox for crying out loud. Or maybe they do want to have a conversation, but they forgot about it. Or maybe it was just there's a politeness level. And to your point, if, even if you give somebody, I mean, if you're giving somebody the opt out and they don't respond back, guess what? They opted out. You, you almost don't want to do it that way as well. I mean, if they're not yeah. responding to you, they've self-selected potentially. Now you can follow it up by going, hey, just want to, you know, you can have a follow up going, hey, if, if you self-select, you totally get it. Go in peace. Much appreciated. If there's anything we can help you with in the future, just yell. You know how to get hold of me. I mean, you can literally close it off that way. I've done that probably more times than I care to think of because I've gone through my sales that we're actually going through it with Hillbilly Hit Squad right now. We're going through our sales lead database. And I'm, mm. those types of messages are going out, which is like, hey, here's what we're up to. Here's what's going on. If you want to have a conversation, we'll look forward to it. Otherwise, go in peace and yell if there's anything we can do. And at that point, that 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 line on the database or on the spreadsheet in our case gets a read through it. That's it. We're done. Mm -hmm. um, if somebody wants to get hold of us afterwards, great. But guess what? We're going to move on. Mm. Um, I would also say... Yeah, I mean, there's got to be a better approach because you're right. They're probably getting 20, 30, 40, 50 of these blasted emails in their inbox. Um, if I might make a suggestion, I'm just thinking about this, and Danny, you can critique me on this one. Mm -hmm. One of the things that we've also found that's useful and what is lacking but isn't going to be lacking because everybody's trying to do the same damn thing is rather than waiting to follow up on an email, what could you do? And this isn't like, hey, let's get on your calendar, let's do this, because your ass is going to get blown off, let's be perfectly honest. But if you do something like, hey, we're building a CISO community, or we are part of the Tinkerers community, we're part of like a global CISO community, can we invite you into that? Doing something along, doing something that like stands out more than just, hey, we'll catch up with you in a couple of weeks' time. Um, or if, you, if you've got a like a clump of them in a couple of different areas. Maybe you have some up in Chicago, some in Colorado, some in Utah, some folks in the Midwest and stuff like that. Maybe turn and say, hey, look, we're going to do, we're going to do a, an after conference round tour. Come out and grab us for coffee. Mm. So that is also a way of doing it. It isn't just a, hey, we'd love to have another conversation because I'm dealing with 40 other, I'd love to have a conversation. But if you turn and say, hey, look, we're getting five or ten of you together around a coffee i'm up for that you know hey we've, we've found out there's six or seven or eight of you in the same neck of the woods we're going to swing by in two months time or three months time mind if we stay in contact love to have a conversation with you i'm actually responding more to those now my problem mm -hmm. my problem on some of that is it's dinner mm-hmm and this comes back to the moral ethical thing because i'm really really careful i don't want to go for a really nice steak dinner with 10 other CISOs, because number one, 
10 CISOs in a room, you're going to hear three, three, three of them are going to be egos. You're going to get one or two of us who are going to sit back and just watch the other egos run the place. You're going to have a number of folks in there who maybe shouldn't be there or probably don't really or they're in the wrong stages. So the value of that is pretty limited and you just spend a shit ton load of money on it. To me, I'd rather, I'd much rather do like a coffee, sit down on a, a coffee round table. I'm done with dinners because, by the way, dinners are noisy, dinners are loud, and it's a pain in the ass because you're going to put a dinner on at the time that I actually want to be dinner timing with my dogs. Yeah. You know, I don't want to do that. I'd rather go for coffee at lunch or maybe an afternoon or something like that. Think about that as well. Denver's a perfect example. I've turned down ones where I'm just like, because I'm. I live up north of Denver and I work down south. And so I, I do that trip two or three times a week. I don't want to go to the middle of Denver for freaking dinner when I actually want to just go home and hang out with the damn dogs. Mm-hmm. You say, hey, let's get together in an afternoon or a late morning coffee. Chances are, if there's a couple of us sitting around a coffee table talking, I'm sold. I'm in. But if it, so, I know we're kind of wrapping up on time, but this is like, wow, so good. Um, if you are getting that uh, invite, right? Let's say a vendor is facilitating that invite and facilitating that roundtable for you and your peers. What would make you choose that particular roundtable or coffee invite uh, and, and conversation over others? Is it a particular topic? Is it a particular pain? Like, how do you lead in with that for peer-to-peer community growth. Topics, topics are a challenge because if you're going to bring a topic of data center migration, yeah. I'm done. I'm not going to get past the second sentence. Mm-hmm. But if you want to just get into a topic of, hey, it's <laughs> it's another Monday, let's have a conversation. Yeah, I'm up for it. Mm-hmm. But I think it's, again, it's topical. I, you know, it's uh, to, 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 to Tracy's one, it's you've also got to hit that CISO at the right time. I know what I'm looking for in 2023 already. And I'm mm-hmm. starting to brief the like that that vendor barrier. I've got a vendor in the barrier. I've got somebody who's basically going to start blocking and tackling for us. And I'll be handing them the projects because I'm training them on how we work. So I know what I need in 2023. I kind of also have a pretty good idea what I need in 24. And if it ain't on the roadmap, it ain't on the roadmap. I'm happy to stay in touch. I'm happy to just hang and have a cup of coffee every now and again. But you might not be in my sales cycle for the next year or two because your solution isn't what I need right now. You might think it is, but it isn't what I need right now. And I, I'm pretty good at knowing what I need. Most of us are in this field. Not mm-hmm. everybody, but most of us. Yeah. There you go. All right. I think this has been a great success for our first live session. Oh, yeah. We got a lot I of great it. questions. Fantastic flipping questions. We should capture the mm-hmm. rest of these and add them in for another mm-hmm. session. 100%. Next week, uh, as, I've, as I've stated, next week we're on live again, same time. We are taking one hour and change in our busy schedule to do this for you, for you to come on and actually ask questions. I don't have to ask the questions for you. You do it. You should unmute your mic and ask for feedback. That's the whole point Ooh. of this. One thing you want I'm to put on the audience so today. I, I'm, I'm asking, yeah, I just saw Tracy's last message. All right, we're tackling this one next time. Everybody yes. loves free. No, I absolutely disagree with you. Yeah. Not being an ass about it, but I absolutely disagree with you because free isn't free. Free still costs time, effort, money, vendor setup, sort out on my end. Long conversation, but we'll have that conversation. Everybody doesn't love free, but we'll mm. talk about it. Yeah, we're, we're going to uncover lots of fun stuff uh, this year this is no seasons we're just going we're running we're kind of we're kind of building it as we go kind of like what's going on at black hat right now so we're figuring it out yeah big time i gotta head back there and take this laptop with me and make sure my slides work for tomorrow awesome awesome so one thing you want to impart on audience today chris before we sign off keep asking questions please uh the 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 conversation about the only way we affect change is more grand swell i cannot understand we need more of this. I like mm. seriously. We need more of this. Um, we got to affect change. We really, really have to affect change. Um, yeah. yeah, we really have to affect change. And and Tracy, I'm having a go, but I really would love to have the conversation about what's free versus not free. I think it's that perception. Uh, actually, this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, next time, next time, next time. Perception of what is free. 
Yes. Well, ah, perfect. I, n- noted. We're gonna we're gonna take down everything that we didn't get to this week because it's just so good, juicy. We're gonna uncover that next week. We'll be prepared with a good email from the cookie jar, and this was awesome. Thank you everybody for joining. Uh, as always, please provide us brutally honest feedback in the comments here, or you can email us directly uh, at uh, what the fuck did I just read com. WTF did I just read com. We have a website there. You can also subscribe to get these recorded sessions directly to your email. Uh, what else did I have here next week? Same time, same hour, same day. And best of luck to you, Chris. You have a few talks going on uh, in your neck of the woods. And so. you. Hey, hey, hey. Yes. I'm not the only one. You're, your ass is up on stage, what, this Thursday? Thursday, Thursday. I'm, I'm excited, nervous, nervous, excited. And actually, some of the folks that are on today, I'm going to see them in person. So thank you for those who have joined. Good and I will Lord. see you in a few days. This was awesome. Have a fantastic time and enjoy and good thank luck you. and all that kind of good stuff. And everybody, again, thanks for everybody joining us. This was brilliant. Yes, we'll see you next week, everyone. Cool. We are out.